Hallelujah. It is a joy to be here with you all, men of God, and to tarry in God's presence. Thank you, Reverend Paulson and the cathedral team and those who organize men's prayer times for asking me to come. Uh, you've done me well. My wife, Lillian, sends greetings. And uh, he's right. She's uh, recovering from a severe cataract surgery. And uh, I was put on a notice a month ago that I was going to be required to be experiencing the in the sickness part of the covenant <laughs> because we, 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 vow, we vowed here with Lillian this is where we were wedded and one of those vows was for better for worse in health and in sickness so I was put on notice and uh, I was very present I put away, I put on hold, I suspended my travel mission uh, experiences so that I would be present. And so she recently had that uh, surgery and I was uh, unilaterally declared the chief home nursing services deliverer. So, uh, Two weeks into doing what I'm supposed to do, I got an evaluation card of how I'm doing. The card is, I am available, I have energy to help, but I'm clumsy. And distracted. So, it don't say he. It is, it is a good self-examination for me. So I know the areas where I will need revival and I'm experiencing revival right now. One of the cases where I was uh, 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 given the grade of clumsy is where I had to, I have to every two hours from morning around six to eight put eye drops in the eye every two hours. Now I have to do that for two weeks. I'm almost going through one week, another week to go. And then after that, it will be every four hours. So I, I wanted to be creative and I thought if I put the eye drop on the eyelashes, then when she brings, it would come into the eye like rain. And then be able to go even in the, in the eye. But the doctor's instruction, she's called a retinologist, a good person, was in the school with Lillian, said, you know, the, the drop has to go in the eye. So my creativity of wanting to put the drop on the eyelid, eyelash, so that it rains in the eye, 
is very unmedical and unhelpful and a waste of an eye, you know, medicine. So that and be the grade of clumsy. And then, uh, you know, I, I was very cautious because the eye, they, they, I'm told they cut it and they put in something. So it's, it's an eye that, that is delicate. And so I was afraid to even get nearer the eye to put the drop. But I'm getting better, praise the Lord. Whereas at first I would miss three drops and then on the fourth, get it there. Now it's deep uh, and it gets there. And so I praise God for that experience. I think I'm going to be a volunteer uh, caregiver in some of the places where people need nursing services because <laughs> I'm getting experience. She sends greetings. She prayed for me. At eight, after I put in the eye drop, she prayed for me as I was leaving and uh, uh, I made the bed before I left. Because she can't make the bed. And the doctor said she cannot bend. Interesting anatomy is when you bend the stomach muscles and the thigh muscles are connected to the eye. Uh, Dr. Nyegenye would be, uh, is, I think, I see him not, nodding his head. They are connected, so they are bound to put stress on the eye, and that's not what the eye that has undergone surgery needs. So she has to be upright or lying. I mean, there are all sorts of things that I'm learning. So, so men and sons, Joel, my son, is, is here somewhere. Aha, that is my godson. I'm his godfather. I, I made the bed. Actually, two beds. Because there is where she rests in the day. So I made that bed. And then at night, master bedroom or miss, mistress bedroom. So I had to make that bed. And I confess I was a bit angry. Be honest, because I made the bed, it was good enough. The one in one room, she said, mosquitoes come there at night. So I said, let me look for a, a mosquito net. She said, you're going to look for a mosquito net that has dust on it. So I said, all right. Then let me go to the right you know, side. So I had to go and make the bed where there is a mosquito net that doesn't have dust. And it's, it's so... You know, exciting to be able to be a helper for my helper. And, and that's what, you know, the joy of family. Then I have a challenge with my son. Finished Essex, passed well. We promised when he passes, he would do his driving test. His driving lessons, we actually had faith and that you'd pass and we put him through it. So he passed the test before his results came and he had passed. And now he wants, all he wants to do is to drive. <laughs> Nothing else. And you know, because of either the, the war in Ukraine or 
the, the business desires of the oil exporters, the fuel went up. But my earnings went down. So this newly driving license acquired almost 20 year old wants to drive. The compound needs cutting. He goes to the gyms to put on muscle so that when he's driving his muscular arm is out there to be seen by the ladies. Uh, and I'm saying, guy, let's, let's get some slashers and put those muscles to work. And he says, daddy, will you pay me? I'm saying, I've already paid fees from nursery to senior six. I have paid <laughs> for your drive, and you want me to pay? And so I'm saying, is this my son? <laughs> but he's my son. He's my son. He was in a practice. They are practicing to do ministry. They were in a Viva Secondary School last Sunday. This Sunday, they are going to two schools. Uh, a school owned by uh, the pastor of Christian Life Church because one of their group members is, is a daughter to Pastor Senyonga. And so he is actually in my footsteps. And, and, and so I was looking at those. I said, devil, uh, you want me to spoil this person? I told the devil, get out of my way. So I got my shorts and I got my T-shirt and I got a slasher and a hope, and I had a good workout in my compound. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, is, that is what revival in my life, as I stand before you, men of God, is like. In addition to uh, taking care of the schools that God gave us, that uh, we oversee through Shunamagara Ministries, the ministry I work with, uh, and also preaching in youth gatherings. I thank God for the opportunities that have been given to me while I am at home doing the home care nursing services deliveries to come here and participate and, 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 and have the quenching of my desire to be out in a ministry. So praise the Lord. I am happy to be reunited with some of the young people then. Now they are no longer young that we used to do uh, overnights together. Canon who are we there. Uh, uh, Dan, Dan Magumba. My brother commissioner, James there. You know, those are the, uh, and, and others uh, that I see James there, we, we, we praise the Lord. And, and I have a regret and a, 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 a repentance to do. I mentor university students from Chambago University, Makere University, uh, MOBS, and, 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 and UCU every second weekend of a month. And, and for some reason, uh, because of nursing, my wife, I did not remember that I could invite the men to come here. So I feel so bad that uh, they are not here to meet you and to be part of, of the meeting, but uh, every second weekend of the month, they come home, mixed grill, but they would, the boys would have come. So 
uh, I'll be inviting some of you to come and participate in that ministry of uh, taking care of those uh, who are our sons, like Joel. Revival is God's work done in people and passed on through people. That's why in the verse that was given from Psalm 85 verse 6, it's a cry, revive us, O God. Revival is God's work. It's not a man's job. Try as we must, try as we may, revival is God's work and it is done on his time. And his timing is the best. And revival is an ongoing experience. It's an individual need. It's a church need. And it's a community need. It's a national need. And it's a, a global need. Revival. because God wants a relationship with us and it's through revival that rebels are restored wretches are delivered and even the dead are raised back into fellowship with God I've always wanted to ask my brother, Dan Magumba, why after experiencing the Ezekiel 37 reality of bones getting sinews and flesh and rising up and joining the army of the Lord, I, I keep wondering, why did you retain the name Magumba? You know, I, I think you need to add on something or we re, 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 rename you so that there is a testimony in your name. You go to a lawyer and you say, my parents were not revived. They gave me a name, Magumba. I don't know whether you were born skinny, bunny and whatever, but I've already said when I've seen you talking about the power of God, I said, why does this man carry the name Magumba? Maybe you're going to give me an answer one of these days. But you see, revival is that that happens when a valley of dry bones hears the word of God through a prophet, a man sent under the command of God and says, go and prophesy. And a man, all he is required to do is to obey and take a step. People Seeing him going, they say, what are you going to do? Are you a witch? It's, it's, it's only witches who go to, to, to graveyards. And spend, because there's no fellowship in, in the graveyards, in the valley of dry bones. As someone has said, if you want, if you want a worship service that is organized and is quiet and is still in the presence of the Lord, go to a graveyard. But if you want a service of revived men and women, 
If you want a service of people have been touched by the word of people who have met Jesus, then you go to Solomon's portico in Jerusalem and meet the man who had been in need of revival for 40 years. And instead of getting revival, he got pennies. He got 500, 500 shillings. We, we, we have a currency, 500 shillings. But uh, I, I, if I ask who, who needs 500, who has 500 shillings, no one may, may show it to me. But this man was, was in the land of getting handouts of 500 until revival visited him. And he, what does it say? He went leaping and jumping and praising the Lord and shouting that God had finally remembered him, that God had finally seen his suffering, that God has seen, had seen his need of revival. Seven aspects of revival that I want to reflect on that come from that word revival. First one is repentance. Second one is emboldening. Third one is visioneering. Fourth is interceding. Fifth is vindication. Sixth is appointing. Seventh is leaning on Jesus Christ. Seven aspects of revival. And much as I could talk about the East African revival because I have walked and lived and worshipped and ministered with people who experienced the East African revival, I'd rather this night focus not on the East African revival, but on the Gerasenes revival. Because the Gerasenes revival talks about a man who needed revival and a man who got revival and not only got revival for himself but got, got revival for his family got his revival for his community and got revival for his cities let's read it together the text that gives me the source for elucidating and highlighting these seven points. Luke chapter 8, from verse 26. The healing of a demon-possessed man. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, 
He was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. This is a man who was not taking care of his family for a long time. This is a man who had abandoned his home for a long time. And we may say this is a, a, a writing, a recording by Luke from ancient days. But we live with and we work with men who have abandoned their homes and they don't live in their homes for a long time. They even worship. There are some men who live in their cars. They go to the bufundas from the offices. They get the muchomo and the roasted bananas and they sleep in their cars because they have changing rooms in their offices. They have mansions but they are homeless. Tell me that that's not demon possession like the reality of the man of the Gerasenes. I had a friend in Barara, God rest his soul in peace, he went to be with the Lord. We worked together when I was in scripture union. He was a builder. He built homes for doctors and, and, and people with money in Barara. But these men would not be in their homes, they would be in the bars. And then one time, said, Katabani, my son, it is high time we went to deliver those men from the bondage of the bottle. And so we started to invade the drinking places where we knew the men he had built homes for frequented. And he would show up. And then they would say, now what are you looking for here? And they would say, we have come to look for you because you are lost men. And Musei Bifubiak, I would tell them, do mathematics. He says, I usually count for you. I could give you the bill of, bills of quantities for your construction. Now let's do the math. How many bottles have you consumed so far? How many uh, sticks of muchomo have you taken so far? And then says, this is now 10 p.m. You have children. They are sleeping. They have not eaten what kind of man are you? And then they would say, oh, brother, you are right. And then they leave the bottles and they go. They started leaving the drinking places until the bar owners in Mbarara hated us. And some of those people who started leaving the bottles and actually becoming sober and getting saved, when I meet them, they are survivors. They say, we thank you. We thought you were a nuisance. We thought you were an invader of our privacy, of our rights. People talk about rights these days. But they say, you saved us. 
We survived because with drinking comes other demons of embezzlement. You wake up, he has given rounds to the house and he has exceeded his salary budget allowance. So he has to look for where to get more money because as the scripture says a drunkard drinks and the next morning he says it's like someone beat me but I was not hurt and can I go and get more after my senior six I worked at Highland Hotel that, those days in the, in the late 80s early 80s it was one of the to go places in Kabale town my, my brother Bishop Richland's son knows that Men would come from banks and government offices wearing ties, very smart. And then they would drink one for post office stress relief. And then the next one would be for my buddy's presence, enjoyment. Then the third would be a, a, a girl has come in. By the fifth bottle, the tie is now looking back. They are beginning to talk like they are preaching and yet they, are not, they don't have an audience like mine. And, and you see a person in a bondage in need of revival. And people haven't changed. There are even more bufundas, there are more bars in our cities than there were then. And so men, I will come to the point of appointing, we were going, we are going to appoint a, a missionary team to go to those bufundas from among the revived men and we begin to do a search for the lost brothers and sisters until we fill this place because we'll soon open that cathedral and we want that cathedral to be filled by men who have experienced revival. So here is this man, demon-possessed from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house. Naked. Naked. The, the, the line that says, naked to thee I come for dress. Naked. Evil undresses us. Evil exposes men. We walk, we are in suits, but we are naked. As the Bible says, naked and sick. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. The Bufundas are equated tombs. For a long time, people become born in, become bound, captured. They, they can go to those places on auto. And so there is need for me and you to cry out to God for these people, our brothers and our sons. 
But you see, the miracle of revival happens when Jesus steps into that situation and you are able to see Jesus. And what is encouraging in this text is it did not matter that this man had been walking naked for a long time. It did not matter that this man had not been living in his house for a long time. When Jesus came and he saw Jesus, repentance began. Turning from rustiness to Jesus, taking one's eyes from rustiness to Jesus is what repentance is all about. Because Jesus is the one who began his ministry in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 20, saying, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. So when you see Jesus, you are seeing the bearer of good news, the initiator and the, consu the, the, the consummator of repentance because he is the one who is able to forgive and when he forgives he forgives completely so that's the verse of good news when he saw Jesus men need to see Jesus we are used to wanting to see our status rising we want to see our income rising, and they are not bad, those things. We want to see our, you know, our, our, sometimes we want to see our, our, our shape, our size changing. Hallelujah. And, and that's not bad as long as you, you, you don't, you, you know, overeat and eat yourself to death. That, those are the things that we want to see. And, and men, we want to see beautiful women. We want to see beautiful girls. As someone said, God did not make a mistake. You know, uh, 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 people are now making mistakes. People are now making mistakes. They want to see women and, 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 and convince us that man was created wrongly. So a man should marry a man and a woman should marry a woman. But that's not how God intended it. When God created Eve and Adam saw her, he was thrilled throughout the garden and he sang praises. And so, you know, we want to see girls. Every girl that passes, you want to see her. Every woman that passes, you want to see them. And, and you just, no wonder we don't have an eye ache like you have a headache. But maybe people have IX, you know, your IX, because it's left, right, front. But when you see Jesus, help and a, an invitation, a path, a path, a pathway, an expressway to revival has come. Hallelujah. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet. Even a demoniac 
even a stray man, a stray husband who hasn't been at home when he needs Jesus, when he meets Jesus, he recognizes that he needs to bow his knee and the bowing on his knee is an expression of repentance, an expression of brokenness, an expression of need, an expression of desire to change, to be touched, to be heard, to be rescued. It is encouraging that a demoniac recognized Jesus. There are people who are not as bad or as gone as demoniacs and yet they don't bow their knee to Jesus and we need to go and look for them and bring them and lead them to a point where they can bow their knee to Jesus. Bowing the knee to Jesus is the key that opens that door that Jesus presents and knocks at and wants to come in. Bowing the knee is saying, yes, Jesus, I am ready for you to come like the demoniac did. And he shouted at the top of his voice, I am told I shout. I am telling you, one day shouting saved me. When I had been here on an Ash Wednesday and I left in the evening and was living in Nakurabia there, and I passed by Namirembe Cathedral and parked there. And uh, when I stopped, I looked and there was a gun on my temple. Yes. And I looked in the passenger seat, there was another gun. I looked in the rear few mirror, there were people with guns. And the man on my right, said, I want the keys of the car. And I, I'm thinking, I worked with my hands. When I was doing a master's degree, I weeded Bazungu's gardens and shoved snow and saved money to buy a car. And you are telling me you want this car? My heart is saying, you kill him. Use your chigger power. Get the gun. Knock him. And if he takes the car, at least he takes it when you are dead. And then, the counsel of the spirit said, do not trust the arm of flesh, it will fail you. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Like the demoniac called on the name of the Lord Jesus. So I actually said, Lord Jesus, save they were scared, they were actually frightened. The way when I shouted, I, I had the gun, the barrel move. Again, I said, Lord Jesus, save. Third time I said, Lord Jesus, save. And there was a echo on Namirembe Hill and down Bakuli. And the man shook and looked around and said, Let's leave this fool and go. So the the, 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 the barrel was taken away and they left. So I got out of the car and I continued. Lord Jesus, save! Lord Jesus, save! I, I, I chased them up to like the brought to Rugat Road and then I realized it came to my senses. I'm chasing <laughs> armed thugs. They had hit me. My right eye was sweating. 
So I ran back to the car. Screeching tires drove off. The next morning when I showed up at the scripture in your house in, in Nakurabi, my workmate said, what happened? I said, Jesus saved me again. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you need revival, when you need rescue, my friend, you don't whisper. You do what the demoniac did. You shout, not just shouting, at the top of your voice. And that's scripture. This is some people say we disturb the church. <laughs> that, that we make noise. You know, those people I told you, we had a struggle here. We had a struggle here with people who said we are disturbing the peace of God. By bringing the drums like my brother was to do. You are, they said, ah, ah. So, so we shouted to the Lord and said, bring a change, bring revival. And revival came to All Saints Cathedral and people moved and the 9, 9.30 service started and we started shouting and we started speaking in tongues and people got saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we were told we were young. We didn't have money. We were no good for nothing. Our Christ to God brought about the extension of that wing and the extension of that wing. Our crying brought the tiding of the, of the cathedral. Our crying made us buy Protorugat Road. Our crying and shouting to God made us expand the premises and the property of Saint's Cathedral. What are you talking about? Hey, the man is a commissioner. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This man hit walls here. Hit walls here. When he was a student, asking God to give him the next mirror or the next time's fees. That man. Now I'm going to ask him to sponsor an orphan in my school. An orphan or two in my school. Hallelujah. I am shouting to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will give him a form to fill. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He spoke in tongues. I heard him speaking in tongues. And the Lord had the tongues. He is an amazing God. He had the cry of the demoniac. Let's read on. He said, what do you want with me? Jesus, even knew Jesus. Can you believe it? He knew Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every time confess him. There is no other name that is given where salvation can be found. The demoniac called on the name of Jesus and he knew he was the son of God. Like I've told you, revival is the work of God. So the revival you see happening in the gatherings is a revival that came because the Son of God chose to pass there. He knew there was a man who needed revival. And he said, Son of Most High God, I beg you, don't torment me. That's a beautiful prayer. I beg you, don't torment me. 
he had already been tormented enough. He had already been astray enough. They are men who are living in torment. And because they are living in torment, their wives are living in torment. And because they are living in torment, their children are living in torment. And because they are living in torment, their workmates are living in torment. Because they are living in torment, the country is living in torment. And some of them are now in the papers. People of authority, they are tormented by iron sheets. Very tormented. <laughs> it's not news. It's not back my biting. It is front page. It is parliament discussion. You tell me they are not tormented. They are living in torment. God have mercy on this nation. God deliver the men who are living in torment. God deliver people who have authority, but they do not know you, the giver of authority. I cry out to you, Lord. Deliver those men and bring them here to repent. They have been told to resign. Lord, cause them to repent. Because resignation is not a solution. Repentance is the solution. Verse 29, for Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Resignation is not a solution. He resigns. Wherever he goes, he goes in torment. We've heard of murderers who are arrested and are imprisoned. And in prison, they kill their fellow inmates. Because the demons that torment them continue. It's until, not until they meet Jesus that revival and restoration comes. Hallelujah. There are many men who have been driven by the demons in two solitary places. They don't talk to their workmates. They don't talk to their children. They don't talk to their families. They don't talk... They don't talk to anyone. They talk to themselves. And these days, they are smartphones, so they are talking to whoever chatting with who is a stranger. God have mercy. God have mercy. Verse 30. Jesus asked him, what is your name? What is your name? Jesus is asking, what is your name? And you see, Jesus knew his name. But he wanted a confession. And this, is, this question 
emboldened the demoniac. That number two, after repentance, emboldening, this man is now, he knows he has had Jesus has given him an ear and he's ready to be heard. And so he says, Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. Demons of immorality, demons of stealing, demons of lying, demons of gossiping, demons of hatred, demons of murder, demons of, of, of false reporting, demons, 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 a walking colony of demons are all of us until Jesus Christ comes and rescues us and Jesus comes and speaks to the demons because they only listen to Jesus and those that Jesus has empowered and given authority hallelujah and they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss so you see demons and Satan knows that Jesus has power and so, men, we need to rise up and in the name of Jesus, be able to speak deliverance, be able to speak healing, be able to speak freedom and revival, be able to speak ourselves, our fathers, our brothers, our sons back into sanity. But we have to do it powered by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, so we need to move from once we are emboldened, we become visionaries. We begin to see a restored person. This person began to see himself delivered from demons. He began to see himself leaving, going back home, dressed in a suit, saying in family life visioneering is what you my brothers and sisters sisters online if they are watching God bless you but here they are brothers only we need to envision we begin to vision become visioneers we, we, we move and envision the cathedral filled with men Men who have been set free, the chains have been broken and the demons have been cast out and they are here worshipping and praising God. And like we, we become visionaries, canon and commissioner and, and dad, we began to pray and we saw this place set free from religiosity, set free from chains of tradition and we began to do missions and we began to envision we became visionaries we started going to schools and I pray my brothers I think we need to rise again and go into these schools in Kampala city and, and begin to bring our sons into the family of God visioneering is very important 
This demoniac saw himself delivered. And he came to the right person. Verse 32 says, A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into them, and he gave them permission. Now, this is one that really gets me. Jesus, demons know how to pray more than us. And, and Jesus is so generous. Jesus is so generous, he answered their prayer request. Now, if he answers prayer requests of demons, what about yours and mine, children of God, redeemed by his precious blood? Why don't we pray more? I think we should have prayer nights for men twice a month. <laughs> twice a month. Because these demons that are a legion, you know, if we come on a once a month, that means 29 days or 30 days of the month they are having a field day. I was actually surprised. I was uh, in Bali and I was talking to my fellow clergymen. They were telling me about the problems they have dealing with, you know, uh, people who were taking sheep away from them. And I said, let me ask you this question. You have two shop attendants, two businessmen. One, he opens his shop seven days a week, 24 hours. Another shopkeeper opens his shop once one day a week and half a day so i said who makes more profit of these two surprisingly one of my very own fellow colored man said the one who opens his shop once half a day a week and i said tell me the logic about that he said you see when he opens, people have been waiting anxiously to get his goods so they will come and he will be able to sell. I said, I, I don't know, but I think cumulative in Runyankoro Ruchiga, they say, Kamwe Kamwe Nigomuganda, one by one makes the bundle in English. <laughs> I said, if a man sells on Monday and sells on Tuesday and sells on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, I don't think you'll be able to catch up with him when you open on Sunday. So I said, these people who are taking away the sheep are giving sheep grass Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and for you, you are giving them grass only one day, Sunday. Do you expect them to stay there starving? Amen. God have mercy on us. God forgive us 
God forgive us. That is why I'm saying, at least men, let's do two. And when people get, get excited, maybe we'll do three. We'll make weekly. What are we doing in our beds? What are we doing in these in this bufundas? Maybe we, we will be motivated to go and get more people to come. Seriously, that cathedral is going to need more than once a month of men coming and standing in the presence of God or kneeling before Jesus. Why would a person stand, start a church in a swamp in a building that is not on a hill and he has thousands of people? Why? It's because they are open every day and not half a day. It's because they have empowered men who are there to receive other men. They have empowered men who are not redundant, who are idle. They go and look for their brothers because they have become their brother's keepers. And they want to keep their brothers every single day. That is revival. That is revival. You want to ask me what revival is? Revival is men on their feet out there looking for their brothers. Revival is men rising up and going at city square with our brother who is in the city canon. We need to recapture the days when we stood there with Samuel and Gideon Utazinwa in the rain and called on the name of the Lord to visit Kampala City. When we stood and we resisted the rain sent by the evil one. And we stood and prayed and did not run away from a thunderstorm. And at the end of the rain, a man walks from the side of former crane bank and comes and kneels where we were and he says, I want your God to be my God. And a man confesses that he had been worshipping Satan. A thriving businessman from Mombasa and Satan wanted him to offer his son. And he didn't want to offer his son, so he drove his car from Mombasa, wanting to flee away from the evil one. He had an accident before he reached Nairobi. He still wanted to flee. He hiked, he, he hitchhiked on a trailer coming to Uganda. And by the time we were praying, the trailer had parked in the trailer park. And he was walking, being led by the Spirit. To where we were at the city square but the enemy whipped up a storm wanted to scare us <laughs> it is not telling stories that's why I'm telling you you can ask Samuel you can ask Gideon Rutazinwa Rutazinwa or someone we stood in the rain we did not know that the rain was not ordinary blessing rain. It was rain whipped up by the evil one. And we stood. 
and we overcame. And because we stood and we overcame, a demon pursued person, found rescue. And we brought him here, by the way. He stood here and he testified. I don't know if you still remember. He, he was, he was smelling, he hadn't bathed, he hadn't changed clothes. People in this church gave him clothes. And we prayed for him. And we set him free. We prayed for his business. We prayed for his children. And we said, you go in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We interceded. That's the next. If, you, if you're following after visioneering, it's interceding. We interceded for the man. We were interceding for the city. We were interceding for security. It's that time. It's that time. Let me tell you, brethren, we were praying for the city. People who, who would go into the, the city to work, they would go praying. They would pray in the day. We had a prayer watch. We covered the city non-stop. Coming from offices, we prayed. It is during that time that the embassy of the U.S. in Kenya and Tanzania were bombed. But the embassy here on Parliamentary Avenue was spared because of the prayers of the people who were standing and interceding. And actually, I was looking for a visa to go to the U.S. And uh, the man who was issuing a visa stamped in my passport and says you come for a visa tomorrow and said I hope when you go you'll come back I told him I'll come back God willing he said God has nothing to do with this put my passport I said sir sir let me tell you God has everything to do with my going and coming he said because you see there is death in America I could die there so I wouldn't come back alive and I said let me tell you, sir, God has everything to do with our security because I am in this office, in this embassy, because our prayers protected it from being bombed. When they bombed the embassy in Nairobi and the embassy in Dar es Salaam, I said, these are prayers that made the people who were coming to bomb Kampara get arrested at Tororo. Now he was shaking. You know, I chase thieves, armed guns. I don't cower before officemen in the embassy. I said, sir, you are here and I'm here because God has everything to do with who I am and my security. He said, okay, sir. Come tomorrow for your visa. We interceded for the security and safety of the city. The Bible says pray for the peace and security of Jerusalem. Before we pray for Jerusalem, we need to pray for the city, for Kampara city. In fact, let the, this man come and we pray for him. Or maybe we'll do that at the time of intercession. Uh, we'll pray for Canon. He represents the city and other people who work in the city. And you who is a, a, a priest here, we, we need to pray for you. Because you are the man. You are the man. You are the watchman. We must do interceding as the eye in revival. I have told the provost and, and, and some people that we need to go to Janani Room building now and, and pray on top. On top of our voices. 
gray on top of that building. I don't know what is up there, but we need to begin to pray there and call on the name of the Lord and repent on behalf of the city because the Bible says that from the rooftops. But why do you think God gave us a building in the city right there on the main, on the main road? I don't know what we are doing. We have a TV there, but we need to be on the top. These people have loudspeakers on their buildings. And at six or five, they shout. Why are we quiet? We are not, we're going to look for big horns, big horn public address systems and put them there. And in the morning, let's get into the habit of praying for Kampara City, of praying for believers' businesses, of praying for believers' office jobs, and begin to pray for the schools. Let the presence of All Saints Cathedral be known by those who hear us interceding for them. And let every man be given an assignment to pray. Let's take it in turns. When I was in Barara, we did a Bible reading marathon. We read from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to Revelations last verse. People said, but Ben, who is going to read the Bible? I said, watch. So I talked to the entire boys. I talked to them about our high school boys and teachers. I talked to them about our secondary school boys. And so we took turns. The SU chapel uh, combination. And so we started reading. We got, we hired loudspeakers and we placed them in matters. Actually, we, we talked, uh, there was a, 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 a priest, a father at matters who was uh, from Kigeza and we, we were buddies. So we pressed them there. And people heard the reading of the word from morning and through the night. Because those who were around read in the night, those who came from far read during the day. And we read the word and people heard the word and they began to come and see. And they say, did I hear that? Are you sure it is in the Bible? Show me where it is. And we stimulated the Bible study in Mbarara City. It was a town then. We encouraged people to read the Bible. I had been reading the Bible with the young man who I was paying fees for so that he would keep the house of scripture in when I traveled. People wanted to follow up after that Bible reading marathon that took a week and uh, uh, the, the Bible study grew into Bessania Bible Fellowship. Bessania Bible Fellowship eventually developed into Bessania Brethren Development Association. Bessania Brethren Development Association developed into Bessania Sako. Their portfolio is five, six billion now. Composed of people who were wheelbarrow pushers, who got saved. And my, my young man who I was keeping, who was keeping the house and we were praying together, started. He was actually in secondary school. I paid fees for him. He went to Kakoba NTC. I supported him. 
when he finished, he started an adult education center in Barara. And so the wheelbarrow pushers who got saved and got discipled, he educated them. And one of them became an accountant. One of them is a reverend. This cathedral can start an adult education program of these people who are in the streets, hawkers, jobless youth. We can start a group for them, a school here, training, sharpening with skills. We can teach them accounts. We have the senior accountants. Do you see? Then let me take you back to visioneering. Are you catching the vision? of what revived men can do to be agents and avenues of revival in the city of Kampara. And because Kampara is the, is, is the microcosm of the nation, when you bring revival in the city of Kampara, revival spreads across the nation. It's not joking. It's not a joke. That person here, Sako, has given, it gave birth to other fellowships. Wherever we went and preached the gospel, we would declare that a church would be planted there. In fact, during that time, the Anglican flames. Let Tom Duku, Komucheya, and others came, and we did a week of mission, and we, we also worked with AYF. Every place we went, for fellowship and outreach, there is a church now. And Bessania Sako provided the money with which they purchased the land that they used to build. One of those places is St. Peter's Church, Kakoba, where the man we elected to be a, 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 like what he was, Chief Warden. People's Warden, People's Warden, George Mujisha went with the anointing from here and he went and contributed. They bought land. He was the, the, the guarantor of the loan from Besania Sako. They bought land and now they have a church that is almost, you know, a archdeacon size. That is what revival looks like for me. It changes a place, and that church is in a place that was, you know, mostly Nubian Muslims. Then there is another place where there is a church. When they wanted to buy land, a businessman from Bara said, ah, ah, those brethren make noise. <laughs> he said, I'm going to buy the land so that they don't build here. They make noise, especially when I am there. We make joyful noise. We shout hallelujahs because the Lord has been good to us. Hallelujah. The Lord has been good to us. The Lord has been kind to us. So the man said, how much are they giving? How much is the church giving you? The, 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 the seller told him the price. He said, I'm going to add X amount of money so that the church doesn't buy the land. I know they don't have the money. So they came to Bessania Sako. They talked to my, my young man, who is the chairman of the Sako, and he said, no, 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 no. They cannot, we are revived. They cannot just 
you know, sideline us with money. We're going to give you the money that they need, that he has said he's going to give. And the man said, oh, so they want to compete with me? I'm going to show them. So the man said, I'm going to give you double what they are giving. And now we, we, we realize we needed to talk to the father. Like the demoniac. Talk to Jesus. So we talked to Jesus. We said, Jesus, now it is no longer us. It is your glory. It is your name that is being now at stake. Blaspheme. We need your help. Let's go to the scripture. The demoniacs using the mouth and the voice of this man made a prayer to Jesus. And they said, let us go into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs and the herd rushed down the ship bank into the lake and were drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. The man talked to Jesus. Jesus was ready to chase out the demons. The demons talked to Jesus. There was vindication. There was vindication that this man needed revival and revival would not happen until there was a loss. Until there was a price. Revival has a price. Revival costs. Revival is not cheap. You men here in the cathedral and those online, revival is not cheap. Revival is costly. Revival cost the son of God, Jesus, who delivered this demoniac. When we talked to Jesus about the man wanting to put the church to shame, we said, Jesus, it's now up to you. I'm sorry to say, but God says he will give men for his people. The man died. Yeah? The man died. His wife came. She's the one who told us. She came and said, forgive me. Please pray for me. I don't want to die. Your God is God. She said, your God is God. My husband is the one who was making it difficult for you to buy that land. By offering to give more money. He said he doesn't like you. Christians, you make noise. She said, I like you. I want to be part of you. Hallelujah. We welcome her. You, you, you see, it's not a small thing that God, you, you remember the guy who, who said he, he spoke, Herod, he spoke, and people said, oh, this is a voice of God. This is not a voice of man. And he basked in the glory, and he, he spread his, his, his kingly Herodian gowns, and he said, yeah, 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 
ndi muchintu yenze ndi kuna mulondo scripture says worms from nowhere worms appeared and they began to eat him alive he dropped dead and the people realized that he was flesh and blood not a god our god is an awesome god our god is a consuming fire but he's a god who saves who revives those who cry out to him and when you cry out to him vindication comes jesus had been accused of being possessed by Beelzebub, by the by the religious elites they said oh he he works because he, he he is possessed so revival that came to the man of Galatians who Jesus forgave and restored and cast out demons from that got their prayer answered and went into pigs the man the revived man was vindication for Jesus that he had power over demons that he was who the demons said that he was the son of the most high god not a demon there are people now who are saying god is dead the leaders of the world economic forum led by the man called schwaz or schwab are saying recently they produced a communique saying god is dead and that jesus is the original fake news my brother did you hear that you ask him if he has heard you have your phones you google world economic forum they have faith stand they attack on faith especially the faith of christians is that god is dead you see <laughs> even if he was dead nothing that is not there can't die so even their premise of arguing that there was God and is dead you know if they are coming from the angle of atheism where they say there is no God and therefore we are gods and we determine what we want and they're the ones pushing homosexuality and LGBT and all those things they are ones that they are ones that want to control us mind control God is dead to them and Jesus is the original fake news you'll find a, doc a document that they released recently they were meeting in a do 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 dover somewhere somewhere in, in in europe you don't you don't joke with god 
Because you are the World Economic Forum, money is in their hands. They control IMF. They control World Bank. Their God is the God of Mammoni. But we have a God to whom all the silver and gold belong. We have a God who created heaven and earth. And this God, yes, he was dead in his son, but he rose and he lives and he will live when Shab and his followers are dead. We worship a living, reviving, and restoring God. And his work of revival in the gatherings is here. Is here in verse 35. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, listen, they came to Jesus. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. That is your Jesus and my Jesus. That is the Jesus who is able to give revival. The man was sober. The man was dressed. Now he was ready for appointing, that's number six of the uh, facets of revival. He was ready for appointing. He was ready to go and tell the story of redemption. He was ready to go and tell the story of revival. He was in a state where he was going to stand and people would not be afraid. People would pay attention to his story because they are not looking at his nakedness. He is now dressed they are going to listen to him because he's now smart you know this is the miracle I told you when that man who had been fleeing away from the demons the coastal demons the Mijins, when he got saved we brought him we were wet we came here and he was dressed We, we, we used to do those uh, outreaches Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hey, we, we, need to, we need to revive that. I know now that you know, there is the judiciary and there is the police. Those police people need to hear the gospel. They need to be converted. Uh, and if they don't allow us, to, I don't know, sir, if they can allow us now to go on, on city square, but if they don't, towards the central police station my friends there we, we point it to, to Chikubo we point another one to Nakasero uh, and then we capture the city hallelujah 
And then the people would begin to, to hear Jesus and they would want to come and they say, where are these people? Where can we find them? They want to come. They will come here. This place will be full. The new cathedral will be full. We will, we will have service. Daily services, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, because you are all pastors, because you are all ready and fit for appointment, like the demoniac who was delivered and revived was ready for appointment. Hallelujah. They were afraid. People will be afraid when they hear that the former thief has re returned the iron sheets. Hallelujah. When they hear that the minister of finance has loaded the anishis and they have come. When they hear that the prime minister has loaded the anishis and, and they have gone to Kalamoja. Hallelujah. People will begin to be afraid. They will know that people prayed and these people were cut to heart and demons of thieving were chased out of them. It is us who will deliver this nation, men of God. I am telling you, it is not the anti-corruption unit because they get corrupted. It's only Jesus who cannot be corrupted. It is not Jesus. It is only Jesus who can take a bribe. It is only Jesus who sets captives free. It is only Jesus who is able to restore the demoniacs. It is only Jesus. No other name. No other authority can do what Jesus alone is able to do. Hallelujah. Verse 36. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. You see, now the testimonies. Those who had seen it, they said, you know what? Hey, this man who had broken all the chains but remained chained by the demons, by the demonic chains, the chains of men were broken but the chains of demons remained that's why I'm saying the chains and the, the, the efforts of men can not do what Jesus does. They began to testify. Can people testify about me? Can people testify about you? In your office, in your place of work, I visited a prison in Kabbalah and prayed for people. And I told them, I know some of you are here wrongly because someone maliciously made you come to prison. and said, we serve a God of justice who came to set the captives free. I'm going to pray that if you are here, you will be delivered. It was a mission during uh, Kigezi Diocese Mission Week. <laughs> it was a Friday when we went to prison, Norwa. And then Monday, some of the prisoners were taken to court and they were released. They were set free. And the people came and told me that as they went home, they were saying, 
there is a Mochiga man from across Lake Bunyonyi who was arrested by the Inspector General of the Police Force of Uganda, Okotho Gora, in 1985. And he encountered Jesus through that arrest experience. He told us Jesus is the same yesterday and he can do for us what he did for him. And the judge sent us, sent us home. They went telling people on the tracks. And someone told me about it. We serve a living God. People started telling others what had happened. Kampara City will be reached because of the testimonies of the men who are going to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and be set free and delivered from the multitudes of demons in the name of Jesus. Verse 27. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. You know, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> when Jesus does a miracle in your presence and instead of saying, Jesus, can you stay with us? There are other demoniacs. Let's take you to another one, to another one. And you ask Jesus, Jesus leaves. He goes. And let me tell you, men, here in this prayer night, I have told you, when we say, Jesus, we've heard you speak, but until next month, leave us. That's what we are doing exactly like this did. Instead of saying, Jesus, you stay with us. We know other demoniacs. We know others. Pigs can go. After all, they are pigs. People are worth more than pigs. They said, Jesus, please move to the next village. God help us to not be found saying, Jesus, you know what? You go. You go be somewhere until next month, the same day. Jesus will go. Jesus will go. Jesus is a gentleman. He will go. So you want revival? Paulson, you want revival? There is a price to revival. And revival is not to be mismanaged. Revival is not to be taken for granted. Revival has to be appreciated. Jesus is the author of revival. You don't tell Jesus to go away. And then you say you want revival. You don't tell Jesus, I want you only once a month. And you expect revival. You are like that business, that, that clergyman who told me he makes more money if he opens on, on Sunday. And yet someone comes, he's in the cathedral, someone comes, plants Mabati and offcuts there, and he has more people coming to his church, and some leave the cathedral, and they go there because he's open Monday to Sunday. Can't we get that simple lesson?
So Jesus got into the boat and left. The author of revival left. The chaser of demons left. And they were left empty-handed. But guess the person who didn't go without hearing from the revival giver, the deliverer. Verse 38, this is where the appointment is and the leaning on Jesus Christ, number seven, point number seven, verse 38. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. These are saying, you go, you've spoiled our business. Our bars are no longer making company, uh, company profits. Our betting houses are no longer making money. I was in a Rotary meeting. And uh, the Prime Minister of Buganda, even if he's watching, we can revisit. He was speaking. And he was talking about the youth, the unemployment rates in Kampara City. And he was saying they need to come up with a solution and a practical thing for them to do. And I said, uh, you are right on that. I said, we need to do more than opening betting places. Because I said, you, you, are, you are the prime minister. You, you, the city is in your, you, you know, in your hands. Can't you do something about these betting places? Every place, every corner, there is a betting place. Every, I said, surely our youth are there even when you give them jobs. Their money is taken there. I've seen people who own border borders. They work, they go and park. I am told some of them get their motorcycles stolen because they are there betting. I said, can't you do something? He said, no, no, no. That is an unattachable. Said, that brings money. That brings revenue. You can't touch that. Then I later met him and he said, betting and gambling had become a problem for the Nkoba, Zambogo, Zabuganda. I said, man, I told you. I told you we needed to do more than give them betting places. I told them we needed to do more than just, you know, say, you can do that. I said, let's cross these, these things. I said, Reverend, he actually said, Reverend, uh -uh, that will not work. I said, okay. Like these people said, yeah, Jesus, leave us. You go. But praise God, the revived man who was once a demoniac, now a clean, well-dressed, restored, revived man, ready to go home, ready to meet his family, ready to tell the story of Jesus, ready to identify with Jesus. Gone are the days of living in the tombs. Gone are the days of nakedness. Gone are the days of hopelessness. Now are the days of joy in the presence of Jesus. And he begged Jesus to go, to allow him to go with him. Tender is a yes, 
Yesu ore mwana kwandeka O Musa saye kona zesa twebaza O murokose Those of you who are listening online don't worry our voices are making joyful noise Hallelujah <laughs> The man wanted to lean on Jesus He had had the demoniacs the demons begging Jesus to allow them to go into the pigs He had instantly added another lesson from his experience sanity and being able to pray he begged Jesus to allow him to go with him may Jesus go with us but Jesus sent him away saying this is the appointment this is the appointment that follows leaning on Jesus return home and tell how much God has done for you hallelujah there are many who must return home to tell what Jesus has done for them there are men who must go and give their wives stories to tell there are men who must come home and give their children stories to tell at school i was actually telling the provost uh, uh, how i have to to be chief home care nursing services deliverer and uh, she told me very good things about her husband and he's here so there is a story to tell she said when she had given birth to one of their children the man was there he came and took care of the child he came and took care of her combed her hair and then other people were there they said what did you give to this man what did you say that he does and one of the women who was there said my husband doesn't even know where i am and he doesn't care and uh, you know he was a prodigal he was like the, the demoniac who lived away from home but this man of god here ah last sunday i had the story the testimony how he was there and i was actually i was talking about uh, a girl i prayed for in a school in Bushenyi when she was going to do her exams and she had demons and the demons didn't want her to study so in that conference when i started speaking she started you know convulsing and 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 frothing and i said ah, that one needs deliverance i said the conference can uh, pause we need to deal with her i actually got the worship team and i said you'll be singing i'm going to take care of my daughter so i went with the chaplain we took her to the headmaster's office we dealt with the demon uh, a grandmother who didn't want her to study because you know uh, she was supposed to be there taking care of her she got delivered 
did very well. She said she wanted to go to uh, do medicine. She was given a scholarship at uh, plus two, a school on the road to Bushengi. Unfortunately, she got A, B, E, and E was in biology. A in mathematics and B in chemistry. And she sends me a message and says, Doctor, what can I do? I wanted to be a doctor. Can I repeat? What can I do? So I was sharing that and I said, what do we do with this girl? She asks me to help her to, if I can get her into a place where she can do something to do with medical. Uh, and, and I told her, I had already finished making my budget for the year because I have many orphans I sponsor in our school. And, and she had assured me she would get 19 or 20. Brilliant girl. But you know, these exams, those are in the teaching education, Dan Magumba, the marking is such that one paper will make you lose. And, and so, Provost was telling me about their son. How their son did S6 and he wanted to be like daddy. He wanted to be a doctor. And uh, things were not working well. And, uh, you know, uh, a friend of theirs said, you know what? Let's go to KIU, Bushengi, Western Campus. They have a way of getting someone and they will take them through a, like a, a retake or, or a top-up. And, and surely, you know, exams are exams. Exams are like soccer. Uh, my son told me uh, a few days ago, man, you was hit with seven to zero. I don't watch games. My son is a footballer and he has a buddy. They watch and he said, Dad, you can't believe it. He kept laughing. I think, I think he was not supporting man, you. His friend was a man, you. He said, Dad, seven out of zero. And I said, son, when I was growing up, there was a sports commentator they called him Jolly Joe. And he would say, soccer is soccer. Those who are older or my age may remember him. He would say, soccer is soccer. So I said, exams are exams. But Provost told me that with a good man, they drove and went to Bushenyi. And when they arrived at the campus, they found a friend of theirs. And he said, what brings you here? And he, they explained and he said, ah, no problem. We are going to deal with it the case. And the provost was proudly reporting that their son, who was almost thinking he has, is going to fail to be like his daddy, is now a doctor. He is doing internship in Nairobi or something like that. I may, may be, I am going to ask you come later and you tell the story, testimony, but you are a good man. Praise God. Now that girl, Provost gave me hope that maybe we can take her there, but I need men to stand with me to sponsor this girl. And I know some of you can do that. And if you can't, I know you know some people who can do that. Even if they have money that they have stolen, we will need it. We will use it. We will pray for it. They are supposed to bring it. We will consecrate it here and we'll take that girl to school in the name of Jesus. After all, when people come to give thanks here, we don't usually check 
We don't have a money checker. This one was uh, from the Mabati, and this one from the Saturday, and this one from... No, no, no. We receive, and by God's grace, we pray, and we take, and we consecrate, and we use it to the glory of our God. Hallelujah. So, men, I'm going to finish leaning on Jesus. This man was given an appointment you knowing that he had been sent by Jesus. Jesus says, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. I think it is Matthew or Mark that says he came from Decapolis, so he became a missionary to 10 cities. A revived church, a revived person becomes a missionary. I don't care how many overnights you spend as a man at All Saints Cathedral, if you are not involved in outreach, if you are not taking a team from here to go to your village, if you are not taking a team from here to go to your former school, if you are not taking a team from here, forget about revival. When I got saved, I went to my village. I went to Giza School, my school. I told the headmaster, his wife uh, became a canon here, Mr. Triyaji, and I went and repented. I had stolen books, I took them back. Said Jesus had arrested me. The night watchman didn't, and the librarian didn't catch me. Jesus called me. I took the books back, and, and Sarongo forgave me. I took springs of beds. The, the bishop's son knows he went to the school. We, at that time, we didn't have uh, wooden beds. We had spring beds. So you would unhook the, the springs and take them home and make your bed. So you see? Now, now you have upgraded from the, the grass and the mud. And, and now you are really a, you know, a, a second school person. So I, I, I had the springs. And stainless steel. I had a bed. I went back, took away the springs, brought them in a basket, bamboo basket. I said, uh, Sarung, here are your, Jesus caught me, arrested me. Uh, here are your springs, put them back in the beds. Because we would take the springs and then they would, the frame, they would put in the store there. Uh, and God gave me wisdom. So, the, the, the frame where I had the springs, I put there the, the, the wood and even added a carved, you know, cypress. So I, it became a designer. I designed it and, and this, I slept on the bed knowing that it was not, the spring was not saying, you stole me from Kigeza High School. I don't belong to you. You stole me. I, I told you I had worked at Highland Hotel. I had stolen plates and cups there. A friend of mine, the son of Batuma, who had loved me and given me a job, I had rewarded him by stealing. I took those things back and I said, Sir, Jesus arrested me. These are your things. They don't belong to me. The man got saved. And he started asking me and his father to go to their home 
and they would invite all their workers from their farm, from their construction, and I would tell them the gospel of what Jesus had done. Hallelujah. So, leaning on Jesus. Jesus who appoints us to go and tell people in our homes what he has done for us. To go and tell where we had messed up what he did for us. I went to the Highlands Highland, uh, 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 Hotel and told the workers. And then I, I had messed up. I had been immoral in Kavari town, so I went to All Saints Church in the town. My headmaster, primary school headmaster was there, a very strict man. He never allowed anyone to interfere with the service. Strict people. In fact, he had beaten me when I was in primary school, but he actually saw my potential and he gave me the name captain. And I was a captain of the school. But one morning, his wife had sent wheat to be ground. My father was a, ma a meeting machine operator and they didn't have diesel in the 70s. Diesel and petrol was gas. So they had sent for it from Kabale and hadn't arrived. And my dad told the headmaster's worker to leave the wheat. And when he ground it, I would take it. So I had carried it to school and I had arrived late. And the headmaster had beat me badly. But his wife had said, you come home for lunch. So I went home for lunch and he said, bad boy, you came late. I beat you and now you are in my presence. Go, go, go. The wife said, leave my son alone. He was late for a reason. He came carrying food. And I told him to come home and he's going to eat lunch with us. So the headmaster said, okay, you wash my hands that beat you. Someone will wash your hands also. I said, okay, sir. I washed his hands. Fast forward. I'm at Makere University. I get saved. Fast forward. I am working with the Scripture Union. I invite Anglican Youth Fellowship Choir working with no man but my, the son of the man whose plates and cups I had returned after getting saved and I am preaching the gospel in Kigeza High School and the wife of the bishop hears about us and the wife of the bishop says they must come home and I will give them dinner and the diocesan secretary has to be the host. The diocesan secretary is my headmaster. And the hostess who is inviting us to dinner is no other than late Mrs. Luchirande, the mother of this young man here. And we go to the house of the bishop and guess the host has to wash her hands. And my headmaster who beat my hand, my, my back, and gave me water to wash him and said, someone would wash your hands, washes my hands. And uh, I 
wash the hands, and then I eat the chicken that the mother had brought, and, and the, the good food, and the cuddle, and afterwards, it was Thanksgiving time. And I remembered, and I told the, me, that headmaster of mine was a diocesan secretary. He also later became a bishop. So bishops have washed my hands because of redemption, because of revival. And I told him the story, and he remembered. He said, it was good I beat you. You would not be here. <laughs> he said, hey, see, I got a good person out of you. So he is now the priest in charge at All Saints before that incident happened. And I went to him. I wanted to tell the Kaaba, the town people that the Lord had saved me and asked for forgiveness for those I had uh, sinned against. I approach a church warden and say, please take this note to the uh, priest. He says, no, 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 no. They don't do that here. I said, okay. I know how to deal with the stubborn people because I was a chief stubborn person. It took me to prison. So I walked towards the, when they do announcements, like when you do announcements, from there I walked majestically, smartly dressed, and I came and knelt before him. He looked at me. Then he bent down because I knelt and put my hands like this. The one who is stubborn, the one who beat me, now had to bow down and put his ear near me. And I said, give me one minute. I want to tell these people what Jesus has done for me. I got saved at my university. He said, you know how strict I am, but this is my son. Now I became his son. A university student getting saved, he says, it is rare. I tell you, people I told are good people. I am changing my rules. I'm giving him two minutes. So I shared my testimony. Two minutes, I, was, I had a very smart phone, a smart watch. And, and I looked two minutes, I said, they, they are over the story. He said, no, 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 you finish. Five minutes, ten minutes. People who came now were listening to my testimony of being arrested from Freedom Square, going into the uh, underground cell, coming and meeting President Obote, being threatened with death. And uh, when, he, when, when I was done, he said, aha, you see? He said, now you are going to become a reverend. And here I am a reverend. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Testimonies, real testimonies. I went to his home. His father was a bishop. His mom was our friend. His late mom was our friend. She loved youth. I attended uh, her, her, her funeral service and her burial. Very strict. <laughs> his brother was telling us how she would even pour water on them to wake them up early in the morning. I think I need to borrow leaf from, from her and pour water on my son. This one who doesn't want to, <laughs> to work on the compound. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, the opportunity to go and tell what Jesus has done for us. 
is the assignment, the appointment that we have to do as men leaning on Jesus. Because Jesus promised that he will never leave us or forsake us until the end of the age. Father, we give you great thanks and praise for the Gadarenes revival example. How I pray that you would visit us. That you would visit men who are chained by demons. Legions of them. How I pray that you would set them free and deliver them, Lord our God, at whatever cost. Because they are precious in your sight. Thank you for the opportunity and the energy to share your word and my testimonies with your people. Be glorified. Revival giver. Revival initiator. Revival promoter. And revival sustainer. Forgive us where we have failed you. Forgive us where we have behaved like the men and women who said go away. We want you to stay. And if we go, we want to go where you have sent us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And please, anyone who wants to work with me in giving hope to those young people that we take care of, Hey, let's talk at break before I leave. I have forms you can feel. You know, touch a life. That's what revival demands of us. That we cease to live for ourselves, but we live for others. To the glory and praise of our Redeemer and our revival giver.